Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Football Edition. That's right, Football Edition. We are back and it is bowl game day. We are about three hours away from kickoff for the Las Vegas Bowl between our Northwestern Wildcats and the Utah Utes. Um, tonight's episode is hosted by me, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. Before I get into it, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens. It means so much to me and it keeps me motivated to keep content like this for you guys. Uh, feel free to share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms, spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. So it's finally here, December 23rd, and it's crazy to think that after two dreadful years of Northwestern football, the team is back in the postseason play with a different coach, different team, different mindset, different everything. as I said in previous episodes, it is the season that just keeps on giving. And while we haven't really talked about football for the last couple weeks, probably almost a month at this point in time, it is pretty refreshing to hear, see, and talk about Northwestern football again, especially now that it's for all the marbles, right? There is no next week. There is no other game to look into after this. One more preview, one more recap. and. It's been nothing but a wild ride with you all, the listeners of the Wildcat offense. And it's been a wild ride for me uh, because you go from having a really, really good team during the COVID years to bad team after bad team after bad team, despite the team producing first round picks for the NFL draft. And of course, Coach Fitz is Coach Fitz. Then all the allegations all the bad press towards the program the moves that northwestern made to shore up its coaching staff mostly unheard of at least from the head coach standpoint nobody knows who this guy really is despite him being a successful coordinator at the d2 and fcs levels most of the team is pretty much like at least on the surface isn't going to be the face of the franchise when it comes to the big 10 Yet, the team is here at 7-5 and five with wins over teams that most would tell you that they shouldn't have beaten. And because of that, they're here. They're playing a bowl game. And sure, it's not the college football playoff or any New Year's Six Bowl, nor are they facing any of the teams in the top 10. But just when you thought this team probably was going to go like 0 and 12, 1 and 11. I thought they were going to go 3 and 9, right? Which was pretty similar to years past. Well, with the exception of last year, last year it was 1 and 11, but 7 and 5, you beat teams that you had no business beating but beat them anyway, and you beat Illinois. Like goodness, that that's great. Like man, of course, like I said in the last um wildcat offense football show if you audit those two games against iowa and nebraska if they had gone the other way you know northwestern would have easily found themselves in the big 10 championship game at um eight and three no that would be nine and three nine and three and uh 
of course, who knows what would have happened if Northwestern had to play Michigan, right? But they could have seen themselves in a slightly higher bowl. Um, ranked, probably not so much, but still. It, it was already a great season when they were pretty much knocking on the door to get that sixth win and becoming bowl eligible, and then they just got one extra one for good measure. But, okay, about the bowl. Las Vegas Bowl, Allegiant Stadium. So, while basketball had a chance to play in a pro arena a couple nights ago, the Cats have a chance to play on a pro field tonight and for hardware, for all the marbles, basically. Like I said before, this is their championship game. Illinois was their college football playoff game. This is their national championship game. Winner go home. And you can say that the matchmakers did a great job of lining up Northwestern against the Utah Utes as... In terms of results, they were pretty similar. Utah is 8-4. and four. Um, Despite them usually being a very, very strong presence in the Pac-12, uh, this is a down year for them. This is the first time in a while that they have not reached their conference championship game. And one thing to look out for is that um, Utah will be missing plenty of players going into, uh, into the game. So... They won't have one, two, three, four, four players um, playing tonight because they will be preparing for the NFL draft. So here's one of the odd, cold parts about college football at this point in the year. A lot of star players on programs tend to not play in their bowl games because they want to prepare for the NFL. Um, there are also three injured players on Utah's uh, team. Uh, Jonah Ellis, Logan Fano, and Lander Barton. Uh, so, before I keep going, so uh, Cole Bishop, Sion Vaki, Devon Vele, and Keaton Bills are the ones opting out to prepare for the NFL draft. And then, of course, there are players that are putting their names in the transfer portal. One player of note is uh, QB1 for them, Bryson Barnes, has put his name in the transfer portal, but does plan to play tonight. Um... As far as the Wildcats go, there doesn't seem to be any news of any players of note that will be missing. Um, if we look at the injury report here, it looks like the Cats have five players injured. Uh, Ogles, Gill, Petrucci, Covey IV, and Fitzgerald. Um, most have been injured in the middle of the year, so they've been on the injured list for a while. Um, doesn't look like they will be playing per se. Um, as far as any opt-outs or transfers, it looks like the Cats don't have any hard opt-outs. There's Josh Preeb, uh, the offensive guard, um, who has entered his name in the transfer portal. And then there's Cole Freeman, Matt Lawson, and Nigel Williams, who have put their name in the transfer portal. So um, not too many losses there compared to, say, um, Utah. but the thing is, again, that's the crappy part about bowl season, right? Because the transfer portal and what have you, the NFL draft has so much power these days compared to, you know, college football when I was in elementary school and high school. You know, you're not going to have a complete team and it causes a lot of holes in either team's game. So like on Northwestern side, uh, they will be missing a lot of line production with Preeb and Matt Lawson. Uh, 
Nigel Williams, you know, I understand he's playing behind two good guys in the secondary for Northwestern and Josh Preeb, right? Offensive line wasn't really great this season and he was arguably the best one. So for him to not really be there potentially, that is going to make life hard for Ben Bryant. Cam Porter, the whole running back room even, just because, you know, you don't really have one of your better uh, protectors up there to keep things going from that side. And if that's the case, if Preeb doesn't play tonight, you can see a possible risk of Ben Bryant having a hard time staying upright, which will be a problem. Uh, but on the bright side, Utah does not really have a secondary. so. If Ben Bryant can get the ball off in time or the offensive side of coaching can scheme up the pass rush of Utah very well, then, of course, I could see a really good air performance for Ben Bryant. Uh, so that's one thing or a couple things, I should say, to keep in mind there. Um, this is Utah's non-first New Year's Six Bowl appearance since 2019. So I did mention that earlier, that they've been a mainstay in the Pac-12 championship game. And because of that, they find themselves in higher bowls. But because this is a down year for them, they find themselves in the Las Vegas Bowl with the Wildcats. Um, as, far as, as far as history goes, uh, the Cats have appeared in 17 bowl games this is their 11th in the last 16 years so in recent time they have been pretty successful at appearing in the postseason and this is their third matchup against a repeat opponent so the cats played utah back in 2018 in the holiday bowl and the cats won big there with a 20 to nothing third quarter so they had a really big way to come out of the first half and that was enough to get them that win that year and it, it was one of those times where the cats would have a good year have a bad year good year bad year good year bad year or meh year whatever you want to call it and um yeah you know besides tennessee and auburn utah becomes the third opponent in northwestern history to face them multiple times in the postseason Fun facts brought to you by NU Sports. Northwestern's on a four-game winning streak in bowl games, which is the longest streak in bowl history, second longest in the Big Ten, and tied for fourth longest active streak entering the 2023 slate of bowl games. Cats are 6-10 all-time in bowl games, averaging 27.4 points per game in their 16 bowl appearances. Northwestern is plus 10 in turnover margin this season, an improvement of plus 29 from last year which is the highest improvement from season to season of any Big Ten conference team in the 21st century. The Cats' six-win improvement from 2022 to 2023 is the largest win improvement by any FBS team this year. Since 2000, Northwestern is just one of five teams to win six or more games the year after finishing 1-11. and uh, Linebackers Bryce Gallagher and Xander Mueller are the first pair of Wildcats to each record 100-plus tackles in a season since Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher, who is Bryce's brother. And of course, those who've been watching Northwestern football forever do remember Patty Fisher. Uh, and that pair did that in 2018. 
uh, since 2007, a Northwestern defender has recorded 100 or more tackles in a season 20 times. Gallagher is the first Wildcat to finish with 100-plus tackles in back-to-back -back season since Patty Fisher did it in 2017 and 2018. Uh, coach Braun was named a consensus Big Ten Coach of the Year by the conference coaches and media. He's the fifth different Northwestern head coach to win the, the award since 1972, joining Pat Fitzgerald, Randy Walker, Gary Barnett, and Dennis Green. Braun's also the first Power Five coach to make his team go from one or fewer wins to bowl eligibility in the following year since 2018, which was Matt Rule, who has a win over Coach Braun this year. Coach Braun's also a finalist for the Bear Bryant Award Coach of the Year and the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, and he was named the inaugural Bear Bryant Newcomer Coach of the Year this week. So, a lot, a lot of individual achievements for Coach Braun, and he deserves it, right? He was really thrown into a very, very shitty situation, and he made the best of it, right? Uh, while not only being the head coach, but also calling the defensive plays, and... When the start of the year looked very, very rough, right, scoring zero points against Rutgers to then now going into a back-and-forth shootout with Illinois and now finding themselves playing probably the most talented team that they're going to face outside of Penn State uh, and maybe Iowa, right? Coach Braun has done a lot to get his team prepped for challenges like this. And it would be very, very sweet, almost like a storybook ending, movie script ending, if Coach Braun can get the win here. Of course, regardless of what happens, the Cats are gonna have positive energy going into the off season and going into spring ball of next year, right? Because every result, week in and week out, whether it was a tough loss, close loss, tough win, big win, right? And since there were more wins than losses this year, it's a jolt of energy, especially when it felt like the college football world turned against them. So there's a lot that I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, as far as I can tell, our cats look more complete than Utah, and I hope the cats can take advantage of that. That being said, I have three keys to the game tonight and that would be the first the first key i just loosely mentioned it which is to take advantage of the numbers uh because utah will be missing a good chunk of players tonight um you want to take advantage of that and you also want to see if there's other holes within utah's uh abundance of absences that you can expose over the 60 minutes of play tonight. Second key is to contain Barnes. So the leaders of this of this Utah team are Bryson Barnes and um and their running back Jaquindon Jackson, right? So you want to keep those two at bay. Um Jackson is averaging 4.8 yards a carry with four touchdowns on the year. Barnes has a Barnes has a 58.5 completion percentage, 12 touchdowns to nine interceptions. So very pedestrian in terms of statistics, but he is going to be leading that offense. And for the air defense of the Cats, you want to take that opportunity away. It sounds like 
you want to pretty much not let Utah beat you in any way, uh, way, shape, or form. Um, if anything, force them to get into a rushing game. And then once you force them into a rushing game, if you can neutralize Jackson, then you're going to force the Utes to uh, use some kind of option and hope that that option is good enough to compete with the Cats because they, will, they won't have any leading receiver to carry them because Vele is a opt-out for the NFL draft. Um, of course, our stat leaders, Ben Bryant, QB1, 61.7% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Cam Porter with 51.5 yards in the year with 4 touchdowns. Um, and he's averaging 4 yards a carry, so very similar there. And the last is receiving Cam Johnson. So looks like our receiving core of Johnson, Henning, and um, Kurtz are going to be active tonight. And as long as Ben Bryant can find those guys tonight, then the offense should have a really, really good time moving the ball from the air. And, of course, if Cam Porter, Hyman, and, uh, and Tyus can have a good night rushing, of course it is going to be a really good night again. So I know I keep saying this all throughout the year, but the Cats have to play complementary football, and that'll be a, the third key of the game, complementary football. This team, you have you obviously haven't seen them before. There isn't much film that I'm sure the Cats have outside of what they've been looking at over the past few months or, or weeks, I should say. Uh, and again, this is if there's a game, where the margin of error is so little, it is tonight. Because, like I said, there is no next week. There is no, we can wake up tomorrow and just worry about, or forget about this game and worry about the next game. No. And, again, I want this. And you guys should want this, too. It is the storybook ending to a tumultuous slash left for dead type year for the cats. Um, so, to recap the three uh, keys uh one take advantage of the take advantage of the absences make life hard for utah's offense and play complimentary football so both ends need to really really show up tonight i know coach braun's got the defense locked down and if ben bryant can have a game like he did against illinois we're going to be in for a good one so as far as odds are looking they're favoring Utah by seven. I don't get it. Uh, the odds makers are still not nice to Northwestern. It really doesn't make any sense to me, guys. I mean, what do you all think? Don't don't you don't you think that the odds makers are a little bit unfair too? I mean, I get it. In terms of talent, maybe Utah is more talented. And if we look at um, league rankings and statistical categories. Utah is better than the Cats in almost every statistical category available to me, with the exception of maybe pass yards per game, because Ben Bryant has played lots of college football at this point, knows how to run a couple different offenses. But, I mean, the, the Cats have that special something that not even the fans, I think, can account for. And that is really, really going to be 
one of the major factors going into tonight's game. If the Cats can dig deep, find that special something, apply it to the field, and not allow for Utah to find an answer for it, then I don't see why the Cats can prove this odd wrong and be the Las Vegas Bowl champs. Now, I will say that I think it will be a close game. It will go down to the wire. But I do think the Cats are going to be the ones that come out on top. My final score will be 28-21 to 21 Wildcats. I could see Ben Bryant either leading a game-winning drive with the score tied 21-21, or the Cats go up ahead and they pick off the Utah quarterback to seal the deal. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think it's going to be a close game? Do you think it's going to be a blowout? Does Northwestern come away with the hardware even? Um, for me, I think they will. And if they do, or really regardless of what happens, but more so if they do, it's going to be a life-changing event for the program because if Coach Braun's going to be here for the long term, right, and having that win it brings the whole program to a springboard to work as hard as they can in the offseason to regain that respectable status in the Big Ten. So no more, or yeah, no more being a laughingstock, being at the bottom of the cellar. This season being pretty much in the upper echelon, you want results like these to stay there or to allow you to stay there, give you the confidence, give you the resources, give you the reason to stay there. Give those other programs like Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State to be like, oh my God, there is really something that we should be worried about over in Evanston. And it's not just the quietness or the more intimate crowds once the new stadium gets built, right? It's because this team is legitimately good they can beat us at any given moment and whatnot. And that's what I want out of this Northwestern program. And I think such a dream can be achieved starting with tonight. So thank you again for uh, taking the time to listen. Uh, I know it's the holiday season and everyone is probably getting prepared for all their holiday festivities. Uh, so thank you again for taking the time to listen on your Saturday game day afternoon. Uh, enjoy the game. Uh, if you are watching remotely, the game is on ABC at 6.30 p.m., 7.20 if you're listening on the radio in the Chicagoland area. And if you're at the game, enjoy. Enjoy Vegas. Enjoy the atmosphere. Don't lose too much money if you're going to be hitting the casinos. But here's to a Wildcat win and to a cherry on top on already a sweet season for the Cats. I'll be back tomorrow on Christmas Eve to recap the game, and that will be the final episode for the season for Wildcat Offense Football Edition. Can't believe that it's already here, and it's it's nothing short of amazing. Time does go by fast, and I had so much fun covering football with the you all, the listener. Uh, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Offsea Sport Conversation. Offsea Sport can be found on most podcast platforms, O-F-F-C-I-E. S-P-O-R-T. Um, once again, before I officially sign off here, 
I will be taking a vacation starting on Christmas all the way to MLK Day. So there won't be any content for the next couple weeks after Sunday. So bear with me. Um, either way, so thank you so much for the results, the reviews, the listens. You know, it keeps me confident to keep making content like this for you guys and into 2024. I will see you tomorrow and go cats. Wow.